This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, we sing the song, I want to be a worker for the Lord, and as Christians, we're commanded to work for the Lord. And we're going to just look at some of the different ways that we need to be working as Christians uh, for the Lord. Uh, by no means is this a, a, the whole list or all the things we need to do, but just a few things that, that we're going to look at. We read in Matthew 28 and 18, we're to spread the word. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always and even unto the end of the world. We're told to spread the word. If we don't spread the word, how's it going to spread? Where would we be today if people didn't spread the word to us through all the generations? We'd be in a bad spot. We wouldn't know Jesus. We wouldn't have the hope that we have today. And if we do not work at spreading the word, the word dies with us. So we are God's voice, and we need to spread the word and do his work in the kingdom as commanded. We need to have a servant's attitude. Then shall the king say unto him on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw thee hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when we were, when saw we thee sick are in prison and came to thee. And the king answered, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least, these my brethren, you have done it unto me. We have to have the servant's attitude and help others in need, just like this when we see a need. Uh, the servant's attitude's helping without any expectation in return other than helping someone else. As Christians, we have the privilege to work for the Lord. And Christ has shown us to love and to help others in need, by example. We need to work while we can. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh where no man can work. We do not need to delay in doing the Lord's work. We need to seize every opportunity given to us. Just like I started, I haven't seized every opportunity I had. We need to be ready to tell the story. We need to be ready to help others. We need to be ready to pick people up. We need to be ready to tell people of our hope. You know, too, there was a sign in the store that says, no help wanted. Not help wanted. No help wanted. These two men walking down the road, one said, you ought to apply for that. You'd be good at that. That'd be a good job for you. We can't be that way. We have to work now while we can and while is the day because there's going to be a time where we can't work. We can't rely on others. We have to be a full participant as Christians. I'm having all kinds of trouble. There we go. We need to take action, James 1 and 23, for it. It, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. 
We must take action and do what God has asked of us. We need to tell the story, spread the word now and take action and don't rely on somebody else. I was, about 10 or 15 years ago, I was sitting around talking to one of my friends. It might have been longer than that. The older I get, the more time flies. And we were just really hashing it out how the city of Shamrock could do things and be better. And they need to do this. They ought to do this. I wonder if they thought of this. And eventually, I heard myself. I was talking, but I wasn't hearing myself. I was they, 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 they. Depend on somebody else to take action to fix what I thought needed to be fixed. Not be an active participant. And it came to the conclusion at the end of the comment, at the end of our conversation, I looked at him and I said, I guess they are, is us. <laughs> I was depending on my dad's generation and his, those are the city fathers. And they were 70 years old. I'm a 40-year-old kid saying they ought to do something for me to make it better. You know, and, and this work, we need to take action now. We don't need to rely on others to do it. As soon as we come up out of the water, we ought to be working for the Lord right then. We might have the knowledge that other people have here, but we need to try to gain it, and we need to try to lead others to him because that's what we're commanded to do, spread the word, and we need to take action. We need to be zealous about doing God's work. Look for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works. Here, zealous means warmth of the feeling of, for, or against. And we have to be real when we work for the Lord. We have to be sincere because when we're not sincere, people see fakeness. They have to know we really care and we really love what we're doing. And we have to be helping for the right reasons. Uh, and we need to be working to get people to God, lead people to Christ, and not doing it for other people to see. A company founded by Andrew Carnegie was taken over by U.S. Steel in about 1901. And along with this, it acquired an obligation to Charles M. Swab. I want to get these names right, so he's why I keep looking down. Of a million dollars contract. The highest salary ever on record to that time was $100,000. <laughs> and he had a contract for a million dollars. And this uh, person that took it over, which was J.P. Morgan, that bothered him. <laughs> $100,000, but I'm going to pay this guy me and this company. We've obligated. We're obligated to do that. So he went to him and said, hey, uh, can we do something about this with a little hesitation? And uh, Swab looked at it and said, sure. Tore it up and threw it down. You see, the year prior, he made $1.3 million. He said, I don't do this for the money. I do it because I have a passion for it and I want to see, I have ideals and I want to see those ideals through. I love creating. I have a passion to create. This gives me creating, creation, I can create. I love the associations it brings to me. I'm not motivated by the money. I'm motivated by doing the work. He said people motivated by the money, they won't have the money that they want if that's their only motivation and don't love what they do. So they won't have the money, nor will they have the, a good feeling about themselves or enjoy their lives. You see, working for the Lord's a lot the same way. We need to work for him. We need to have a love to work for him if we're going to lead others to him. We can't be motivated by any other thing but leading others to him and teaching and spreading his word. 
We need to be zealous and peculiar. We need to stand out. And that's hard to do nowadays, standing out. Everybody wants to blend in. But we need to stand out and work and be zealous in our work. We need to edify each other. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as ye also do. We can make or break people with our actions and our words. We can stand with each other and move forward together, or we can point a finger at what somebody needs to be doing and what they're doing wrong. Which is effective with you? Somebody walking with you or somebody talking and talking with you or somebody talking at you. We need to bring each other up and through their trials, their uh, mistakes, and we need to help them. You know, I coached for a while, and it really didn't matter what I knew. <laughs> I thought I was smart, but after the longer I look at it, the longer I get in the tooth, it didn't matter what I knew. It mattered what I could project to the people that were playing for me. It mattered what I taught them. It mattered how I taught them to react to certain situations to get better. I had to lead them. You know, and if, if somebody's struggling and we just point a finger and point out their fault, they probably know their fault. <laughs> they just don't know how to be led in the right direction. You know, every team I had when I made it, I, sadly to say, I made it about me sometimes. <laughs> I do this. I do that. I do. Nobody cared what I did. They cared what the team does. We need to be part of Christ's team and be together and doing the best of our ability, using our talents that God has given us to spread the word and edify each other and bring them to him and pick them up. We need to help each other stay faithful. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made protectors of Christ if we hold the beginning, hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. You know, we sometimes have to have a hard conversation, don't we? And this is where I really fall. Because if it gets to be that conversation is going to be hard, it's hard for me to muster up enough courage to go do it. Uh, we have to have a hard conversation with Christians that are falling back into the world. And we also have to have a conversation with somebody who their beliefs don't line up with Scripture. You know, that's our duty to teach them. You know, in Israeli settlement, I'm probably going to butcher the name, that Zerim was in the heart of the Gaza Strip and a point of much conflict between uh, militant Palestinians for several years. The conflict was so great the settlement was evacuated in 2005. But some people stayed because they felt it was an important part of keeping their land free. They asked a teacher once who lived there in 2001, why do you stay? I don't live where it's comfortable. I live where it's important to live. What would happen if Christians quit worrying about being comfortable and started doing what was important to God, leading souls to him? My faults, and I'm saying right now, it, that's a hard conversation to have sometimes. It's hard to speak boldly. It's hard to stand up. But we are commanded to spread the word and lead souls to him. If we can get by that, and understand our purpose and our mission, I think it makes it easier for us to do. We need to have a great faith, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God under salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. 
We must live by faith during good and bad times and at all times and have a strong belief, a strong faith. Know our calling is to spread the word. Know we're Christians. Know the hope we have to go to heaven one day. We have to be committed. Like the firefighter Tim Stack, Stackpole was a New York firefighter that was severely burned in 1998. He was set up and everybody said, don't go back. He can retire and be done. But he was committed. He was committed to being a firefighter and saving others. He had a commitment. He went back. And his commitment led him to be a captain. And uh, it also led him to the day when he ran into the Twin Towers, the second one, to save lives. And he lost his. We have to be that committed, the commitment he had and know our job and be committed to our job as Christians. When we come up, we put on Christ. We're committed. We need to live a life of commitment and let people know that and live a life of service. We should live for him. We need to serve others. But whoso hath the world's good that seeth a brother in need and shutteth up his own bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him. My little children, let us... Not love the world, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. We need to show love and compassion to each other, just as God has shown for us. We should seek to display the love that Christ had for all, and we should have it for all also. You know, Jesus, we see an example. He saved, he served others. Um, We read that Jesus was called unto him, and he saith, ye know that, they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise leadership or lordship over them. And their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even if the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus came to the world that we live in today and served others just like we should. We should have compassion and serve others and and be Christian servants leading others and spreading his word. You know, reading uh, Philippians 4, the Christian life, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good rapport, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Here, honest, whatever is, is, whatever is worthy of reverence, just would be an upright life, pure, clean hearts and thoughts, lovely, such deeds as bring love and inspire love in others, no good rapport, a life of which no evil thing can be truthfully said. That's how we ought to be living. And if we're living the life and, 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 and trying to live in this life and living a godly life and, and obeying God's will, then we can lead others to him. We need to be a worker approved by God. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to profit, but the subverting of hearers. Subverting here means to overturn or change minds. Study to show themselves approved of God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word and truth. 
We have to spread the word through the gospel and words, but we also have to live an obedient life to be a, a worker for the Lord. We need to commit our lives. We need to commit our lives to service as Jesus did when he came and spread the word because if we're not, who is? We live in a dark world. We need to be the peculiar light that, in the world that people can go to. People can come to you and, and you can guide using God's word. We need to study God's word so we can use God's word to help others and help ourselves and lives in need. Build each other up. Not tear down. Live where it's needed. Not, not take the easy conversation. Take the hard road every now and then. Because taking the hard road helps build our faith as well as we're helping lead others and save souls. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com. Or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.